The year 1953. A plane touches down at Smithy's Airport in Sydney. On board is an American named Lee Gordon. The Australian music scene will never be the same again. From then until now, these are the stories. Hey there, this is Josh Ersam and you're listening to Awesome Aussie Songs. In this mini-episode, we take a look at the tragic death of one of Australia's early pop stars, the lead singer of the Deltones, Noel Widerberg. The singer's death came as a huge shock to teenagers all around Australia. The excitement that came with this new craze of rock and roll was suddenly shattered with the death of one of their teen idols. The Deltones were Australia's most popular vocal group at the time. They had their own hit records, but they would also support the best around, and they were always in demand in the recording studio to add back in vocals. When Johnny O'Keefe sang... The Deltones replied... Together they teamed up to record this all-time classic. Tragedy struck on the morning of June 7th, 1962, when the Deltones lead singer Noel Widerberg was killed, aged just 23 years old. He died from head injuries he received when the car he was driving rolled on President's Avenue at Brighton Les Sands. Noel left behind a wife and young son. What a shock. Um, couldn't believe it. I remember uh, for the first time hearing about it, I was having a, f- a couple of drinks at the Robin Hood Hotel with my surf club mates um, one afternoon. And uh, and one of the guys come in, a fellow called Kevin Smith, came in and said to me, um, Dad's outside, he, he wants to see you. And I thought, why would he want to see me? Uh, uh, you know, a, a father, uh, 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 this guy's father wants to see me? What, 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 have, what have I done? To deserve so so when, he, when I came outside and he told me that uh, uh, Noel had been killed, I was, I was absolutely in shock. Um, so I just jumped in, just didn't go back inside. I just jumped in the car and I remember going down to um, to his mother's uh, house and then we went to identify Noel. Um, and uh, going through that period was just like, like a dream. Nothing like this had never happened, particularly, particularly uh, you know, this was a first because not only uh, was he a friend uh, and indeed a mentor uh, to the rest of, the, of us in the band, he seemed to, to have, a, have, a, have a clue about what was going on more than we did. Um, but uh, it was just the sheer fact that of, of, his, of his age, you know, this didn't make any sense at all. But it, was, it, it did affect us all um, and we walked around in bewilderment for, for weeks and months after that. There were suggestions and innuendo in some sections of the media that alcohol or the rock and roll lifestyle could have been a contributor to the accident. However, that appears unlikely. Firstly, given Noel wasn't much of a drinker. And secondly, the accident occurred when he was driving home after spending the Thursday morning skin diving and spearfishing with two friends. Uh, I could say, from my point of view, 
that he was never a drinker uh, to the degree that, say, I was or some of my other boozy friends who <laughs> were, were, were really professionals, uh, where he wasn't in that class. So it didn't, it was never an issue uh, with us. There was never a question. Now, the subject of whether he was speeding or what happened, I can only, t- what I heard feedback, which was from the other guys, and they weren't taking much notice when it happened. They were all yapping and chatting away. And I think perhaps this distraction may have been the key to what actually happened. But the, the rumour, I say, uh, because it's been bandied around for time, that he was overtaking uh, a car. Now, whether that was, whether that was legal or, or not, I don't know. Or whether, whether it was a good idea at the time, I don't know. However, coming back in again, he oversteered, which, which seemed to suggest that that's the reason he hit the gutter and uh, the car either flipped or rolled or whatever. Um, so, so to this day, uh, we, we, we'll never know. In early 1960s Australia, road safety was a long way from today's standards and a majority of cars didn't have seatbelts. And even if they did, it wasn't mandatory to wear one. The, the fact is, though, if he had a seatbelt, it wouldn't have happened. There's no doubt about that. So this, this, this confirms this. I mean, that, that's one thing that came out of it later on, that if he was wearing a seatbelt, he wouldn't have left the car, he wouldn't have been thrown out of the car, and the car wasn't in that, that bad a shape that, that he would have, at the worst, he would have been injured. The other two, two, two guys got off pretty well free, so it suggests for sure that the seatbelt would have saved his life. One moment, Pee Wee was sitting in a pub having a few quiet beers with some mates. He was riding high as one of the most recognisable pop stars in the country. The Deltones' latest hit single, Get a Little Dirt on Your Hands, had only been out for a few weeks and it was already racing up the charts. The critics and fans alike agreed that the song was the Deltones' finest recording yet. The radio stations had the song on high rotation and the grip had just appeared on bandstand. Things were as good as they could get. And sadly, one moment Pee Wee is sipping on his beer, the next thing his life would change instantly. Just 21 himself, he was now confronted with the heaviest scene of his young life. It is heavy and, uh, and I remember looking at Noel and, and the fact that when they, they pulled out the, the, the slab on the mortuary and looking at Noel and, and all he had was a bandage around his head. There was, there was no marks anywhere. And the bandage around his head, of course, was, was hiding where he struck the gutter and killed him, killed him instantly. Um, the other, other uh, two guys that were with him, uh, two surf club members, got out virtually unscathed. They only went into hospital for observations. Um, so, so it was mysterious, and I, I was even more bewildered when I'd left the uh, the mortuary because of the f- the fact that 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 he looked uh, uh, by any other uh, 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 appearances to be to be uh, asleep. Um, so there was no there was no it was it wasn't grotesque or anything. There wasn't see someone that was been mauled and mashed up. It was somebody who was just simply had a bandage wrapped around his head. And there was no other visible signs of anything else except, of course, uh, the fact that uh, he was uh, deceased. He's gone, left the, left the planet. In most sections of the media, Noel's death was treated respectfully. The accident was just a young man who made a tragic mistake for which he paid the ultimate price. For the remaining three Deltones, the outpouring of emotion from fans was not a burden and actually helped them to grieve as best as they could. 
Well, it didn't. It, it certainly no, it didn't add to the burden at all. And, and uh, no, it, it was a help. There was plenty of support around that time for us. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but uh, you know, again, I, I keep saying this, but um, it, 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 we were young. A surprise like that, or, or, or a surprise like that, the initial shock. It's, uh, I remember, I mean, we were just dumped out. We couldn't even talk about it. I mean, we just all went our ways and, and, and just were contemplating, scratching our heads, saying this, this, it was a certain unreality about the whole thing, you know. But, uh, but certainly it, it didn't hinder. No, the, 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 the whole, in a way, the nation did uh, agree. There was, uh, it was our first tragedy of this type. It made headlines. It was headlines. It was all, all over the place. So everybody knew about it. Um, but I think in those days, it wasn't the media sort of madness that we have today. So therefore, it, it was, everybody was respectful. And, uh, and so it didn't add to the burden. Noel's funeral was the sad and sombre type affair that goes with the death of any young person dying way before their time. The remaining Deltones, along with Johnny O'Keefe, acted as pallbearers carrying Noel's coffin. The four heartbroken friends had experienced many euphoric highs together. They'd become household names and performed to frenzied fans as a gang. Now, at the height of their success, they were united in grief, carrying their fallen mate to be buried. It was a it was a huge funeral, a, a monster funeral, because he had we had two groups there that were, that melted into one, which was the surf club movement, as well as the entertainment industry at the time, and all all the big major names, all the big names from from both of, of those arenas, um, came together for that um, for that uh, that funeral, and um, and Johnny O'Keefe, uh, bless him, uh, was there, one of the pallbearers, uh, along with the, the three other Deltones. Uh, and so the, there we were. An, another reason for for uh, for that uh, that tie that we have with Johnny O'Keefe to uh, to continue uh, in good stead right through history. He, he's been there. He was there right at the beginning. He was there with the loss of Noel Weiderberg. He was there after Noel, uh, right up to his uh, to his end, uh, which we were all sad to see. There was a period of time that we went through uh, that we did go into uh, hiatus. It was a short period, but it was significant uh, because it was that, during that period that the momentum started to build, uh, not only with the, uh, with the getting the tick from the uh, Weidenberg family, Niles, Niles family, but also from, from many of the people, uh, insiders in show business at the time. said, so why, why would you? This wouldn't be what Weidenberg would want. He would want you to carry on, carry on the legacy. The loss of his close friend and mentor certainly had a major impact on Pee-wee's life. However, it wasn't always in a sad or sorrowful way. One experience he had following Noel's death was a reoccurring dream. Rather than being haunted by the dream, he found some peace in his mate's passing. Yes, it was, and, and, and it was a dream that, that continued to, to re- repeat itself uh, for years afterwards. Um, I, would, uh, I would be uh, at, a, at a function or... or uh, a social of some sort, and um, it was, and it's coming back to me now because all of a sudden I would see Noel in the distance, walking through the crowd, and I would look, and and this this confusion would set in. I've been wrong all along. The guy is still alive. Here he is here, and then I I would I would chase after him, but <laughs> the distance between myself and the image of Noel. Uh, it didn't change. It just stayed the same distance away. 
and it would it would come up in all various circumstances. And even though it had, you know, one would imagine that would be sort of macabre or, or, or nightmarish, uh, it wasn't. It was just um, when I, when I would wake up, I would would wake up after this dream, and and I would think to myself, my God, you know, there's something. I mean, this this probably was uh, the birth of my my later interest in Eastern philosophy and, and, and Eastern uh, um, in Buddhism and and uh, and so forth uh, and Vedanta and and uh, and Hinduism and stuff. Is that um, not so much about the dream, but about the f- the fact that um, that the feeling that it evoked out of me that uh, there is some sort of immortality uh, that uh, that is around, and um, and so I, I think that always always remained a mystery to me, and I haven't forgotten that to, to this day uh, that how important that was to me, and how I can I can go back to that particular era of when I was uh, uh, developing and trying to, to, to imagine just what direction I would go in. And perhaps this was a sort of a, a projection of mine, uh, uh, some sort of a guiding figure, if you like, uh, that would, because I, I you know, I, I really did really have a very close affection for the guy. And uh, because he had a certain... Um, a certain personality that uh, was really attractive to not only to myself, but I know that a lot of people that were that knew him well were attracted to as well. And uh, to this day, he's he's a very very important figure in my life. Get a little dirt on your hands would turn out to be the final song recorded by Noel before his death. The single showcases Noel's voice and highlights what a talented singer he was. Yes, the the last recording by. Noel Weidelberg, uh, and quite prophetically and ironically, you know, that's a that's a cradle to the grave song, uh, written by uh, the country artist Bill Anderson. And Bill had uh, Bill's uh, had a distinctive country feel, where ours had a more folky feel. And it's a great song. And Weidelberg does such a great vocal on there, wonderful vocal, heartfelt, and um, I think he had all the elements of um, of that teenage sound that was around at the time that was that was extremely absorbing and 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 was absorbed i should say by by uh, our young audience uh but get a little dirt get a little dirt your hands cross generations i mean it, it had it was bought by a wide variety of of people and i think that song was poignant because a lot of people associate that song with 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 Noel's demise um so uh, it, it is a very very special record uh, for us and during, in all the live performances we've been doing since that period, we've always put it into the uh, into the set and uh, pay tribute to Noel. And it's it's remarkable that after the performance, people would come up and they would say very much the same thing as one would say would when remember the landing of the moon or or even the, the demise of JFK. They would say, "I remember hearing that song when I was such and such or doing so and so. I just got engaged, or I was at." at a party or I was at the stadium or wherever it might be when they heard of this. And so it, it was a, a milestone. And as the headline said, it was the first pop star tragedy in this country. For more on the Deltones, check out episode 11, 24 and 32 of Awesome Aussie Songs. As you can tell, the group are favourites of the podcast and for good reason. The musical legacy of the band speaks for itself. 
Here's Noel Widerberg's final song leading the group, Get a Little Dirt on Your Hands by the Deltones. When I was a little boy, my daddy used to say to me, Son, we got a lot of big plans and a lot of hard work to be done. Get your marbles, put them in the house Tear down your castles in the sand Come with your pappy to the cotton patch Get a little dirt on your hands Get a little dirt on your hands, boy Get a little dirt on your hands If you wanna grow up to be a big, big man You gotta get a little dirt on your hands Big wee Left the country for the city Made a slicker with a shady deal He said I hold up the tavern Take all the money Run as fast as you can If you're gonna get along In this big bad world You gotta get a little dirt on your hands Get a little to a podcast brought to you by Marcos Promotions. Written and produced by my dad, Sheldon the Kangaroo Kip. And presented by Josh Ursum. This is Molly Kidd saying to my good friend, Holly Kirsten, Hit it, girl! I know.